and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Hey, uh, what we have the, the extreme privilege of having uh, the senior pastor's parents in church this morning. Why don't we welcome Jeff and Fran Usher. Please... Uh, any issues that you've got with me, I inherited from these guys. So, uh, you know, please go and uh, vent on them. But any great things, you can also thank them for as well. So, uh, uh, it, it's great to have it's great to have godly parents, isn't it? And uh, you know, sometimes, as a second generation or third generation believer, you can take your faith for granted. And uh, sometimes, you know, I had to go through a few hiccups to meet God. And uh, let me tell you, let me tell you this: the very best thing about you the greatest aspect of your life is that you know God. That's it. The, the greatest thing. You can, be, you can be amazing. You know, it was beautiful. Wasn't Jamie good on this morning just, you know, cutting, the, cutting a few uh, grooves in his guitar there and, and you know, just... It, it, it was beautiful. But the greatest thing about Jamie is not that he's, he's, a, he's a, a great guitarist. It's that he knows God. So know this about yourself. The greatest thing. Why don't you say to the person next to you, the best thing about you is that you know God. The greatest thing about Australia is Steve Smith, the captain of the Australian cricket team. Uh, I was having a, you know, we, we were out in Maroochydore yesterday and uh, we split the cars on the way home and my father and I were, were as, as men do, were driving home, listening to the cricket, not speaking a word to each other, which is exactly the way we like it. Um, it, was, uh, it was good father-son bonding time. Here's the thing. Steve Smith, the Australian cap- cricket captain. For anyone who doesn't like cricket, of course not. When, you know, of course. <laughs> He's out there batting, and the English bowlers are throwing everything that they can at him. And uh, they're, they're bowling, bounces at him, they're bowling, you know, they're, they're trying to bowl Yorkers and this side and that side and all sorts of different things. And uh, he's just, you know, he's just waiting for that loose ball. You see, here's the thing about your Australian captain. He doesn't love hitting big scores. He just loves batting. And if there's a ball to put over the fence or into the fence or past that fielder, he'll take it. But if he's got to defend one, if he's got to put up his shield of faith when there's a dodgy ball coming at him, he'll just put it up and he'll love that just as much. Defending a Yorker is just as good as hitting a four because you've... Saving your wicket is as good as hitting four runs. And, and I thought, and this is what the commentators were saying, the English are trying to disrupt him with all these different balls, but they don't realise that he's not out there trying to hit a big score. He's just out there enjoying batting, and he loves it. If he's got to be defensive, he'll de- be defensive. But when an opportunity arises, if something loose comes his way, he'll take advantage of it and put you into the fence. And what, a, what an amazing spiritual experience that my father and I were having all the way back from Maroochydore. And uh, look, let's pray that it continues today and those, you know, those, I mean, those evil English people <laughs> just pointing at the, the Lewises and the Lenhams, just kidding. I was walking out with my daughter, actually. And, uh, but uh, it, it's good to know God, isn't it? Uh, and... And, I, you know, I said a statement last week. Imagine if the people of God knew God. 
Sometimes we can get, we can be so busy doing the business of God that we can uh, almost get along in life without knowing God. And when we're in the church, it's very easy to live without faith in the church because the church family provides so much assistance and help and support and prayer and all these things when we need it. And I want to encourage you this morning that we need God. And life gets better the better that we know Him. You get stronger the more that you know God. As you gain skills, you think you're stronger, but it's as you grow closer to God, you are stronger. It's an amazing shift in our mindset that, that you know, we, we need to gain more informa- information. Sometimes we don't need more information. We need a deeper friendship with, with, our, with our Lord and Saviour. I also said something last week. We don't need prayer. We need God. But it, prayer is handy, though, isn't it? Have you noticed that in life? Um, you know, we think of sometimes as prayer as a discipline and we struggle. We look at Daniel in, in the Bible who prayed three times a day and we think, oh, what a man of discipline. And I'm thinking, I don't think he was so much a man of discipline that he was living in Babylon and if he didn't reconnect with God three times a day, he knew he was vulnerable to the world that he lived in. It's a different mindset. It's not a discipline. It's a conversation. It's not, a, it's not something that we have to do. It's something that we have access to God when we do it. And what an amazing privilege it is to pray. But we get caught up in, in all the different things that, 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 that um, we think prayer is. And uh, I, you know, I just want to let you know that coming into next year, on the, I think on the, the, first, um, the first Sunday of January, which I believe is the 7th, I'm going to encourage you all to take 21 days of your life and, uh, and commit them to prayer. I don't mean we come to, together physically to pray, I mean we, we come together in focus, in the focus of our prayer as a church. And each day I'll, I'll send you a message and, and encourage you to pray into a certain direction. And for, the, for 20 days, I want to encourage you that, that the, the advice will not be to pray about you. But guess what? On the 21st day, I'm going to encourage you to pray about your life. But we want to step into God's will, into his plan, into his adventure and lift up our nation, lift up our community, lift up those who don't know him and, and, uh, before and then we surrender our lives to him and say, Lord, invite us into your adventure. The thought of prayer, though, um, you know, it, it, it kind of it disrupts our world. But I, I want to suggest to you that praying first is a good thing. Why don't you say to the person next to you, pray first. You know, before you're going to eat that second, you know, that, that second serving of Christmas pudding, pray first. Before you send off that, that uh, Facebook rant, hey, pray first. Before, you know, I, I think a lot of times in life, you know, we tend to, to uh, act first and then pray to ask God to rescue us from the decision that we made without him in the first place. And I, want us, I think as we start the year with prayer, as we, start, as, as we, as we consider praying first, then we will realise that, you know, that, that prayer is something that, that we want to go to as our, as our first intention, not our last resort. And uh, you know, God wants to, he wants to work through you, but first, he needs you to surrender your life to him. He needs you to, not just your whole life, we like, that, we like giving ourselves to him in salvation, great, that's, but he wants us every day. His mercies are fresh every morning. Why? Because every day we need to surrender afresh to it. We need to say, Lord, I give you this day. Thank you, Father, that you made this day. And it's a good day. Why? Because you made it. You know, I'm not going to glory in, in what I've done. I'm not going to glory in, in what I own or, 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 how, or how talented I am. I'm going to glory simply in this, that I know you and I'm going to give you this day. 
pray first in every situation. Before you eat, before that meeting, before that email, before you buy that dress. Don't trust the mirrors in the shops. Don't trust those mirrors. Ask someone else who's not working at the shop. Does this look okay? Don't ask your husband or your wife. They'll lie. It's their job. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says this. Rejoice always. In that great verse, verse 17, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. This doesn't mean we, we need to live on our knees. It doesn't mean we need to fall on our face and constantly stay there in prayer before God because he's called us to go at the same time, hasn't he? But what he has called us to do, he's called us to, to, to actually in every situation, bathe it in prayer. Like, wash it in prayer. I, I, you know, I give my relationship to you. I give my decision to you. I give my time to you, Lord, and say, Lord, may, may your wisdom be in me as I live out this moment. Let's get serious, though. I mean, I, I, love, I love church, and I think every church community should be full of laughter and good Italian food and uh, coffee, you know, all sorts of these great things. But there's a different reality, isn't there? You know, we need to understand that there's a world that doesn't know God. There's a world that's in moral decline. I don't know if, if what Jody shared this morning impacted you, but it's serious, isn't it? There's serious brokenness that causes people to do terrible things to other people. Hey, people don't understand the concept of loving your neighbour. People don't understand the concept of, of, of sacrificing your life for your children's lives. But we do. And we're, you know, we, because we do, we live, in a, we live in an atmosphere of joy and laughter and happiness and good food and great coffee and, and, you know, and, and yarns about cricket and all these sorts of things. But the reality is, you know, God wants us to get serious about the world because the world is in a serious decline. They have abandoned his ways. We see it everywhere we look. You know, sometimes God allows humanity to get tested so we will, we will seek him. In 2 Chronicles 7, 13 to 14, it says, When I shut up the heaven and there is no rain, or I command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, these are the things that God allows to happen. He says this, he says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Imagine if the people of God prayed. Imagine if we surrendered moments, each moment to him, if we surrendered each conversation to him. Imagine if we, if we, if we, when we looked into something new, we asked for the wisdom of God. Imagine if we stopped asking about uh, for God to do things to us and to us and say, Lord, what are you up to today? Can I get on, can I get on board with it? Can you use me? Who are you talking today, Lord? Who are you talking to? Are you talking to someone today because, you know, please, if I cross their path, you know, give me something to say to them. It's a different, a whole different mindset, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I want, to, I want to encourage you that you have a role in what's going on in society. See, most of us know that we need to pray. We know that it's good to pray. We know that it's our connection point to God, but we've, 
We've grasped these, these belief systems. We've been to too many church, uh, small church meetings where someone has asked us all to hold the hand of the person next to us while we pray. And you always end up with that guy with the really sweaty palms. You know. And you go, this, seriously, God, is this what you were thinking when you said prayer? Or you, you know, you're in that meeting and there's that person who just loves saying, Father God, Father God, Father God. Father God, Father God, if you would just be with us, Father God. You know, who is that? You know, we, we go, what is that? Was that person who, who's always praying and saying, uh, you know, Lord, I just need the strength to go about what I need to do because I've got to head in a direction that people don't understand and I've got to achieve some things that are before me. And you go, what are you praying for? What are you, even God saying, what do you want? You know, we get caught in a world where, where prayer becomes eloquent but about nothing. We get caught in a, in a world where prayer becomes this, this uh, weird moment of connection with a bunch of people instead of a serious interaction with our Heavenly Father. We need to undo whatever our belief systems are about what prayer is, that it's a, that it's a discipline, that it's things, something that we must do, or we just need to recite the Lord's Prayer or do these things. It's us connecting to our Heavenly Father so that we can know Him. The book of Daniel says, those who know their God will do great exploits. They will be on the grand adventure with the king of all kings. That's where I want to be. I don't want to be, I don't want to be living in the spiritual disciplines of, the, of, of, what, of, of what my pastor says. I want to be living in the will of God on his grand adventure. And if it requires me to live a disciplined life, well, fantastic. But I want to know the purpose of them. I don't want to do something that I don't, that I don't see linking to the story of God. Let's dispel the excuses and the lies today. You know, Luke 11, verse 1, it says this, Now it came to pass, this is talking about Jesus, it says, As he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, these disciples were, they were Jews. They knew how to pray. They were taught how to pray. But when they saw Jesus pray, they were saying, hey, wow. I mean, we know how to pray, but I don't know. Whatever you're doing, Lord, can you teach us how to do that? Because that looks legit. That looks real. That looks like something beyond what we've been taught. That looks like someone seriously collecting to God. Lord, teach us to pray. And he did. And we, you know, we, know, the, we know those great words in Matthew 6, verse, uh, verse 9 to 13. And Jesus says, before he, before he says it, he says, In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is on heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, trespasses or sins, depending on what version you're in, as we forgive those who sin, have debt or trespass against us. But lead us not into temptation. And deliver us from the evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Pray in this manner, Jesus says. Pray in this manner. He didn't say repeat after me, even though reciting the Lord's Prayer is a magnificent thing to do. I do it very regularly. But, you know, I think sometimes praying uh, the Lord's Prayer and knowing it deeply in our hearts, it gives us, 
it gives us the points of prayer. It gives us the, the, the window into how we can connect with our Heavenly Father. And I want to suggest to you this morning that there are around seven different areas in the Lord's Prayer that God wants us to, to embrace in our own prayer lives. If you use this template that I'm about to give you this morning, as Jesus said, pray in this manner, I, 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 I challenge you to say that it doesn't connect you to God more deeply. It doesn't give you more wisdom. It doesn't help you walk your journey uh, in a different way. And, and uh, you know, it starts simply with this. Our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. The first thing we need to do is to connect with God relationally. I think sometimes we struggle in life that, that God is not our Father. You know, we, we, or, we look, or we've had a bad experience with our Father and we look at, we can't connect, we can connect with Jesus because, you know, he feels like, a, 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 you know, he's our Saviour. But sometimes we struggle with our Father because we didn't, maybe didn't have a great experience with our, with our earthly Father or we feel like he's, he's, the, he's, you know, he's looking down on us, pointing, you know, pointing at us. Or he, you know, but we need to connect with him relationally. It says in Romans 8, 15, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. We need to connect with him. Hey, we need to, we need to when we come into him, we don't, instead of saying our father, we might say, Father, thank you for adopting us into your family. Thank you for including us into your household. Thank you for, for strengthening us in, in, in our identity by adopting us and giving us a new name. Hey, he's your father. First thing, some of you, you know, some of you just need to go home now and just, just focus on that. Just, just, we just need to connect with our father before we get into the, you know, we want to get to the, we want to get to the things, don't we? We want to get to the list. We want to get to what's God doing. We want to, sometimes he's saying, hey, just for a moment, why don't you just embrace me as your father? Understand that, that my intention is for your good. My, my, my thoughts toward you are, are full of hope. When I see you, I see the beauty of my creation. When I imagined you, I was, I was having a very good day and I imagined an amazing life. This is, this is who we're connecting to in prayer. This is who we're discovering. We're not looking at, at the, our behavioural manager in heaven, are we? We're looking at our heavenly Father who created us, who imagined you. You were created in his image. What you, he imagined, you became. When you look in the mirror, you know, you see something in the natural. God sees his purpose. He sees his hope. He sees the gifts that he's given you. He sees, he sees love. In, in, he sees his love being released through your life. And then he goes on. He says, hallowed be your name. You know, we need to worship his name. We need to worship his name. Proverbs 18.10 says this, God's name, this is the message, God's name is a place of protection. The righteous can run there and be safe. We need to lift up the name of, of God. We need, to, we need to worship him deeply. We need to acknowledge that in his name, all things exist. Of him and through him and to him are all things says in Romans, all glory be to him. When we worship, we're lifting up his name above every other name. Our Father, thank you, Lord, that you're our Father. Hallowed be your name. We lift up your name above everything else, above every other person's name, above, every other, uh, above our successes, above our failures, above our sicknesses, above our, above our strengths. We lift up your name. And it goes on, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
This is a great one for us because, because we, our tendency is to go to God in need. You know, one of the first, the first questions of God after we've acknowledged him um, is, your kingdom come, your will be done. Hey, Lord, we want to pray your agenda first. What are you up to, Lord? The question is, is um, you know, is your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? Well, what about, Lord, what is, what is your kingdom up to on earth today and how can I be a part of it? What's your agenda today, Lord? What are you up to? How can I participate in what you're doing? Luke 12 says, He will always give you all you need from day to day if you will make the kingdom of God, what? Your primary concern. Wow. We're simply saying, we know you're on an adventure somewhere today, Lord. Any chance of getting on board? Any chance of participating in what you're up to? Who are you talking to? Can I get on board with that? Who are you, who are you lifting up today? Can I help encourage that person? Who are, you, who are you challenging today in their faith? Can I help do that with you, Lord? Who are you, who, you know, what, what are you up to? Are you, are you creating something new? Are you inventing a new, a new digital product for humanity so that they can communicate better with each other? What are you doing, Lord? Because I want to get in on it. I want to do something great with you so I, I've got even more testimony to glorify your name about. Pray, pray the agenda of God. And he says, this says, give us this day our daily bread. You know, in Australia, the majority of us have, have got bread every day. The majority of us have food on our table every day. And, and if we don't, we know there's a place around the corner that we can go and, and get some. If you're in the church, you can, you can just lob up at, at someone else's house and, and, uh, and they'll cook you a meal. I do it every Sunday in the cafe. I just, you think I'm there to encourage you. I'm there to eat the food off your table. Give us this day our daily bread. Depend on him for everything. Here's the thing. Even if you don't need something, pray for it because it's almost like a recognition that just God holding the world in his hand is him sustaining you for that day. You know, if God takes his finger off the planet, things are going to get very messy very quickly. You know, we look around the world and we go, look at all these crazy things happening. Do you know what? God, he is in the midst of it all and he is holding it together. Do you know when God said, let there be light, those words are still echoing. If he ever withdrew those words, we would be in complete darkness. God's word will never return to him void. When he says, let there be light, that, that, utterance of heaven is continually said when he says to you well done good and faithful servant you know he doesn't just put that in and retract it he's he is speaking identity into your life when he says i he says i know the number of hairs on your head you know he is he is saying you know i will never lose sight of you we, we, we sing those words this morning. He's never going to let us down. You know, almost sounds like a selfish thing to sing, doesn't it? But the reality is, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And sometimes we're not saying those things that we don't want God to let us down when we're, when we're asking him for stuff. No, he is, we're, just, we're just declaring to ourselves that he is always faithful. Even when we're not faithful, he is faithful. So when we pray about today, when we ask him for today, we're, we're almost asking and thanking that he's maintaining an atmosphere of, of um, abundance every step of the way. Give us this day our daily bread. Psalm 121 says this, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
today, Lord, we choose not to take for granted our food, our houses. We seek afresh by your grace that you would continue to sustain us this day. Sometimes when, we, when you know you've got a paycheck coming in, we can go, the Lord doesn't sustain me, my job sustains me. No, the Lord sustains you. And get up every day and thank him that he is sustaining you. Thank you that if you're in an abundance, thank you, Lord, for, for sustaining me beyond what I could dream. And he goes on, he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive others. Forgive us our debts as we forgive others. Get your heart right with God and with people. Lord, don't let me become desensitized to sin. Search my heart. A lot of times we don't even realize that we need to repent. We don't realize that we need to give forgiveness. Sometimes we don't, we don't realize it because we're so focused on life that we miss it. We need to, we need to ask God, Lord, Lord, help me to see what's in my own heart. Help me to see the areas that, that I need to repent of. Help me to see, you know, the blind, the, what I'm blind to. So one, um, I, can, I can give, I can repent or forgive. And two, I can receive your forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How good is it when you've been, you know, working all day and you're, and you're, and you're, and you're muddy and you're sweaty and you, and you get in the shower and you're cleansed? Hey. And every time we surrender to God, you know, it's, it's like this, a spiritual washing when we, when, we, when we give, when we repent, when we forgive. God washes you. He cleanses you from unrighteousness. And you walk, you step out of the shower and you feel like a new person, don't you? You feel, you feel refreshed and engaged or, you know, or, 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 or ready to go and do something new. Sometimes when you just need to wash it off. Father, we seek your forgiveness for our selfishness, we might say. And we ask that you would give us the strength of Christ to forgive those who have hurt our hearts. It's difficult to forgive sometimes, isn't it? I'm very good at receiving forgiveness and, you know, not amazing at giving forgiveness. Hey, because when we're wronged, it feels like a lot worse than when we've wronged someone, doesn't it? And we need to be like King David who said, search me and know me challenge my heart today lord and he goes on jesus goes on in that prayer and he says do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one you know i think that's probably um you know uh, they say that you know god doesn't he doesn't lead us into temptation so it's probably not um spoken out the way that 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 he's calling us to pray. He's saying, you know, we, we get tempted easily. We're saying, Lord, protect us from our own tendency to get caught in temptation. Hey, we all get caught in it, don't we? And it's different for everyone. You know, you, you're, you're all standing tall because you don't get tempted by the, by the you know, by the, by, the, by the bakery when you walk past. You know, you're not tempted by that anymore. I don't even walk in bakeries anymore. I'm amazing. You know, but... You know, but if I walk past a shop that's selling lycra, you know, I almost can't get past the door without ducking in, just grabbing some fresh, some fresh lycra for the, for the next day's cycle. We all get caught in different temptations, don't we? You know what Jesus is asking us to do? He's asking us to engage in spiritual warfare. Don't be blind to the fact that there's an enemy out there. 
He's there's a real enemy. And he is looking to devour. Hey, we need to engage God. We need, to, we need God to strengthen us in our own flesh. And we ask him to protect us from the evil one or from evil, depending on, 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 what, on what you read. Lord, do not allow me to be led by my own temptations. But you have an enemy. Unfortunately, you have an enemy that hates you. He actually hates God, but you, you're with God. So, you know, by default, he hates you as well. So we need to understand that, you know, that, that, that we need to resist the devil. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We need to be like Steve Smith with the shield of faith for our nation, blocking those terrible, fiery darts of the evil English enemy, I mean of the enemy. Do you know what I love? I love, I love what they said about Steve Smith. He doesn't, he's not out there to hit a big score. He's out there because he loves batting. He loves the process. You know what it's like when you're doing life with God and you go, you, he, he doesn't just celebrate that he hit a four. He celebrates that he blocked a really nasty ball. Huh? Isn't it great when we're walking with God and you go, man, you know, I just got away with that one. Hey, I pushed, popped the shield of faith up just in time and I stepped, I stepped into that fiery dart of the enemy, blocked it. That's worth celebrating. Don't just celebrate the wins. Celebrate the protection from the evil one, from the losses, from the fiery darts. You know, the enemy comes in and sometimes he uses someone who loves you and he drops a fiery dart in your direction and you want to kill that person, but you're, you take a step of faith and when someone says, I hate you, you say, it's okay because... I've got a love, enough love for the both of us. I hate you. I love you. Yeah, God wants to. He wants you to. He wants you to understand that there is a very clear battle on for your soul. And if you attach yourself to Him and you resist the enemy, you're in a good place. And sometimes we need to celebrate the fact that we've defended well, just as much as the fact that we have we have um, stepped in and taken some new territory. You don't take territory every day, do you? Some days you're, you're establishing your army. Some days, you're, some days you're, you're defending the enemy. And then some days you're taking new ground. We love taking new ground. How good is it, you know, when you, when you, um, when you, you take ground? How good is it when we achieve something great and we give God the glory? Let me tell you, there are more places to give God the glory than just in the victories of your mind. It's when you defend well. It's when you, when you enjoy the journey. It's amazing when we, if we enjoy the journey of our life based on the good things, then, uh, you, know, you know, we get caught on, on the ups and downs of our days. But if we just enjoy the journey of life with God, it's a whole other world, isn't it? We can have, a, we can have a, an experience that's negative. We can have an experience that's positive, but in the midst of it, man, we don't glory. What does Jer- Jeremiah say? We don't glory in our wealth. We don't glory in, 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 you know, in our skill. We don't glory. All we glory in is that we know him. And if what sustains you is, you, is, you, is that you know him, then you can have a good day every day. Lord, please, please protect us from our weakness and the lies of the enemy, the accusations of the enemy. Then he finishes with this, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Jeremiah 32, 17 says this, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing too hard for you. Sometimes we, you know, we, we start by acknowledging our relationship with God and we finish by acknowledging that he is the source of all that is good. He is the source of all that has happened. You know, it's interesting that it says of him and to him and through him are all things. We like to think of him and to him and through him are all of our successes, but no, all things. Sometimes, you know, sometimes he allows the locusts to come in and devour, but because he's waiting for us to realign our lives with God. Sometimes he allows Israel to get taken captivity by Babylon for 70 years because he wants them to realign their lives with God. Revelation says, this blessing and honour and glory and power be to you, Father, sits on the throne and to our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, forever and ever. What an ending to prayer. Church, pray first. Pray first. Take these things. Jesus said, pray in this manner. Take these things that are in the Lord's Prayer. Some of you, just, just like I said at the start, need to take hold of, of, of the relational aspect. You need to start there and just engage with your Father in heaven and then move on and then, and then head into His agenda. Then walk through this whole journey. You know, there's a, there's a, in, your, in your seat pockets, there's a, there's a I, I put one of these in there this week. It's, it's called Praying For and there's 10 10 lines on there. And between now and the end of the year, my hope is that you'll write 10 names on there for people that you're praying for their salvation. Some of you, you might have more than 10, grab a couple. Some of you go, oh, I don't have 10. If, you, if that's you, if you don't have 10, you, you need to go and find 10. You need, to be, you, need to, you need to have people on your radar that you're, that you're praying for, that you're interceding for, that, you're, that, you're, that you want to see God bless. There's a few scriptures on the back there for, for you to, to encourage them. But I, I want us to start out the year with, with 10 people because I want at the end of the year an excuse to give God glory even more. I'm going to give him glory anyway, but how good is it when we surrender something to God that's in his will? That we get to just we just get to to celebrate even further. Prayer is first and foremost our launching pad for a great relationship with our heavenly Father. Before I spend that money, pray first. Before I dot dot dot, pray first. Whatever it is, wherever you're headed, whatever you're thinking. Pray first. Imagine church. Can you imagine if we all prayed first? Can you imagine the, the shape of this community? Look at that, that empty seat next to you. If we, if we prayed first, if we surrendered to our God, I know, I know that more people would be hungry to have the hope that we have. And our hope is established not by our attendance, but by our relationship. I just want to pray that prayer together. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I'm just going to read that prayer. I put, you know, I, I want to encourage you to pray in that manner and to be and to and to seek God in 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 the way He's 
asked us to seek him. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we thank you for adopting us into your great family. We acknowledge that in your name, all things exist. And so we lift up your great name. We ask, Father, that you include us in your will, your adventure. Today, Lord, we choose not to take for granted our food, our houses, but we seek afresh by your grace that you would continue to sustain us this day. We seek your forgiveness for our selfishness and we ask that you would give us the strength of Christ to forgive those who have hurt us. Please protect us, Lord, from our own weakness and the lies of the enemy. But in that, in all these things, we ask that blessing and honour and glory and power be to you, our Heavenly Father, who sits upon the throne, and to our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just, we need you. We need to know you, Lord. We thank you that you've given us this gift of prayer. Father, we ask that as we, as we engage in it, as we continue to, to, to walk toward it, Lord, that you, that you would open our eyes, Lord. Lord, we, we, we want to hear your voice. We want to know your will. We want to walk in your story. So today, Father, as we pray that prayer, Lord, we ask that you would come into our lives afresh, that you would stir our hearts afresh, that your spirit would continue to testify to our spirit, Lord, that we are your children, Lord, and that you are our God. So we thank you for these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.